With a look at Radio on the Go Sports for this Tuesday morning, I'm Dwayne Carstens reporting. Yesterday in high school sports, we had some area teams competing in Denver. John Mowinkle was there for cross country. The Wolverine girls placed fourth, the Falcons placed ninth, the Wolverine boys placed sixth, and the Falcon boys had no varsity competitors. Dyke New Hartford senior Izzy Houts was the top local finisher, placing fifth with a season best time of 2022.7. She says she and the team put together a strong showing. There's a lot of great competition out here, and I'm really happy to be running with my teammates to push each other and it, the sport is really mental, it's just as physical and so that's what I've been battling with and so I think me and my teammates, we worked together and we battled mentally and came out pretty good. Senior Ashley Shipper led the Falcons by placing 29th and a time of 2310.1. She says the recent addition of some fellow seniors has provided extra competition as they work toward the goal of peaking at the end of the season. I was the only one in my grade out for a while and now there's seven or eight seniors so it's really fun to like be friends but also like compete with like have people to compete with top local boys finisher was Dyke New Hartford freshman Brady Hartsock, placing 25th in a season best time of 2004.8. Head coach Will Reingart was proud of the freshman for taking on the challenges of the coaching staff. Sometimes he's been our up in our top and then sometimes he's uh, been kind of around our five and six spot and so to see him um, as a freshman uh, today I, we challenged him to uh, start up a lot closer than what he had been doing the last few races and um, I think he handled it really well and he was pretty excited about his time and, and, and how he felt throughout his race. So I'm um, proud of Brady and him stepping up to our challenge. And, uh, you know, we're obviously um, looking to get him down lower in his time and the rest of the kids. Applington Parkersburg will return to action Thursday at Grundy Center. Dyke New Hartford will be at Jessup on Tuesday, September 26th. I'm John Mowinkle, Radio On The Go Sports. Thank you, John. And last night, humble invitational. No results from the Joe Sheldon County Park and the event yesterday at Humboldt. Uh, let's here. Turning to some other sports news, Iowa State football course suffering an alarming 10-7 loss at Ohio, falling to 1-2 and two on the season. ISU managed only 38 yards of rushing last Saturday, missed two field goals, and quarterback Rocco Becht was intercepted twice. Give your hat to them. Uh, they were the more physical football team, um, deserved to win the football game. I think that's probably the most frustrating part for me is, is I watched the team respond and really practice well. It's translating, man, their intent and practice to the football field and uh, sometimes that's part of youth and that's part of growing up. That's Iowa State coach Matt Campbell. The Cyclones open Big 12 play now at home this week against Oklahoma State. The thing that's going to be really exciting is now we're going to find out who we are and where this thing's going. So um, I know we got great kids. We've got a great coaching staff. I look forward to the opportunity ahead. For the Iowa Hawkeyes, they overcame a slow start to beat Western Michigan 41 to 10 to move it 3 and 0 on the season. The Hawkeyes trailed 10 to 7 in the second quarter before scoring 34 consecutive points to pull away. Hopefully it's a, uh, a good step for our guys to be uh, forced in a situation, a little bit of adversity, and have to fight through that. And uh, yeah, that's what the season's all about, a lot, of, a lot of different scenarios, things that you experience. And it's a great opportunity for guys to learn, all right, the whole team to learn, and uh, hopefully we learn some good lessons today. That's Iowa coach Kirk Ferentz. After fast starts in the first two games, the Iowa offense stumbled out of the gate, and quarterback Cade McNamara was intercepted twice in the opening half. Yeah, that's just the up and flow of the season. You know, it's, it's really hard to read too much into any one game, and we'll probably have more games like this and probably some more like the, the ones before, before it. And it's just the up and flow, and really what, what counts is your response. How, how, do you, how do you maneuver through those things? And um, So just, yeah, happy to see that today and happy to see the run game get, get started a little bit. And, yeah, it's a good thing.
and the Hawkeyes open Big Ten play at Penn State this next week. Radio Iowa has released its Week 5 high school football rankings. An eight-player, the top three are Gladbrook, Rhinebeck, Winfield, Mountain Union, and Cam. Don Bosco, number seven, and guess who's entered the the rankings at 5-0? and oh, Clarksville. The Indians are number nine on the eight-player Radio Iowa football pool. The top three in Class A are Woodbury Central, St. Ansgar, and Madrid. West Hancock is locked in at number five. Nashville Plainfield is at number six, and Lake Mills is number nine. Grundy Center is still the top team in Class 1A. MFL Marmack behind him in number two, and Underwood third. Denver is rated fifth. Dighton Hartford has rejoined the rankings at number eight, and Sumner Fredericksburg has dropped out. The Class 2A rankings see Van Meter, Central Lion, George Little Rock, and then West Lion up there in the top three. Osage number eight, 3A, led by Williamsburg, Harlan, and Creston. Clear leg number five. Hampton Dumont Cal up three spots to number six. Bulldogs again rated number six this week, and Webster City is number seven. Top three in 4A are ADM, Western Dubuque, and North Polk, and in 5A, Southeast Polk is the number one team. The full rankings are online at RadioOnTheGo.com. The Iowa Association of Track Coaches has the individual cross-country rankings out for this week. Two Grundy Center boys remain ranked in 1A. Sophomore Emerson Volks up a spot to number six, and senior Caden Lynch is up three spots to number 15. The Iowa Falls Alden football team won a close game, 28-20 over Union to uh, celebrate homecoming this last Friday night in Iowa Falls. In the first quarter, the Cadets and Knights traded touchdowns, game tied at six. The Cadets broke the tie after scoring two touchdowns and only allowing one to the Knights in the second quarter to take a 20-12 halftime lead. After a scoreless third quarter, the Knights tied the game at 20-20 in the fourth quarter. Then on the ensuing kickoff, Jaden Damiano returned at 96 yards for a Cadet touchdown and two-point conversion was good. That gave the that's their lead and the first win of the season, 28-20. Head coach Eric Walkingstick says using homecoming as an advantage and executing big plays led the cadets to the victory. I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of times as coaches, we sometimes perceive homecoming as a distraction. This week, we just use it as a plus. We had fun with it. It was an exciting game. The guys played extremely well. Still made some mistakes, but we were able to put things together, keep drives alive, and had some really big plays that sealed the deal for it. And the cadets were led by senior quarterback Jaden Damiano, 147 passing yards, 222 rushing yards, and four touchdowns. Senior receiver Nick Reagan had eight receptions for 63. Defensively, Damiano was also the leading tackler with eight and a half total tackles. And junior linebacker Carter DeBates added seven and a half total tackles. Iowa Falls Alden now one and three. They're going to get ready for another district matchup at Vinton Shellsburg coming up on Friday. The Applington Parkersburg football team fell behind early and couldn't find the offensive rhythm in a 42 to nothing loss to number two rated MFL Marmack in the Falcons District's opener. MFL Marmack, uh, again, uh, proving to be uh, worthy of their ranking. Head coach Alec Pollock says his Falcons were doomed by a slow start against an opponent with many physical advantages. We really struggled to move the ball really most of the first half. I mean, we had you know a couple good plays, but just couldn't string much together. You know, they're a big physical team, and they were able to you know just kind of chunk it down the field. Not a ton of big plays, but when they needed those big plays, they were able to do that converted some really nice third down passes fourth down passes stuff like that so I you know I thought defensively in the first half I thought our guys battled I thought we played hard we didn't tackle well we did end up tackling we lived to play another down but just you know just too much you know just too much and so you know there's some bright spots but overall just at this point in the season we're a young team right now that we've got to you know we really got to get better 
Applington Parkersburg is now 2-2. Two and two. They'll be at Denver this week, and that'll be broadcast on 99 The Wave. The North Butler volleyball team returns home for a top of Iowa conference matchup with Nashua Plainfield tonight in green. It's also Dig Pink Night as the Bearcats honor and remember with their breast cancer awareness match for the season. Head coach Sarah Goodrich says it'll be great to be back at home, and tonight's matchup is an opportunity for her Bearcats to bring awareness to something bigger than just volleyball. Not only to be back home, but it's also our Dick Pink night for us at North Butler. It's a huge night of not only volleyball, but something bigger than that. And especially with our past head coach, currently battling it herself. Breast cancer impacts a lot of these girls, and it kind of teaches them that we're fighting for more than just the game and putting something bigger to the court. The Bearcats are led by Olivia Drolly and Kills, Reagan Mulder in assistant, Junior Macy Endelman with Diggs. And Nashville Plainfield enters the match after hosting a tournament on Saturday. The Huskies are 1-5. and five. You can tune in tonight's matchup between Nashville Plainfield at North Butler on 104.9 KLMJ. 6.50, the warm-up show, 7 o'clock, scheduled first serve with Joshua Hamlin here on KLMJ. And over on KQCR, AGWSR hosts a big-time triangular tonight. Number 8 Cougars are hosting number 15 Applington-Parkersburg and number 11 Wapsie Valley. Valley. The Cougars are 8-11 and 11 overall after playing good competition this season. While the wins haven't come as often as she anticipated, AGWSR head coach Jill Smith says serving has been a strength. Another tough night of competition for us, but I think two teams that we have the ability to compete with and challenge on the court. I think AP is playing better than they have the last couple of years. I think they'll be tough. I think Wapsie's always tough. They have a little different look to their team this year as well. You know, they love lost several of their key kids but just getting to watch them a little bit last weekend you know they have kids stepping up and Austin always has them doing the right things so two tough matches again and the Falcons come in at 15 and 4 the Warriors 14 and 9 action tonight from Ackley begins at 450 on 99 the way 5 o'clock is when that triangular starts over on 99 the wave also, uh, many other volleyball matches going on tonight around the listening area and cross-country. Hampton, Dumont, Cal, Belmont, Clemmy, CGD, up at the Riverhawk Invitational in Mason City this evening for cross-country. That's going to do it for Radio on the Go Sports. I'm Dwayne Karstens reporting.